So it's not a surprise that companies pay people a lot of money to come up with the wording uh, for their their marketing campaigns. Like wording and how you deliver your message can be the difference between knocking out of the park park sales-wise and declaring bankruptcy. Oh, yeah. Just look at the TV show Mad Men. Yeah, exactly. Great example. But there's a guy who was um, a farmer at a farmer's market who could not sell his tomatoes. There's a lot of competition, right? At the farmer's market, there's like, well, what separates one tomato uh, from the other? So instead of, he had a sign that just said like tomatoes, 49 cents a pound or something like that. He switched it to say, I love you from my head. And then he spelled tomatoes to my toes. Uh, and he started selling them like crazy? <laughs> Sold out. That's because impressive. Because people loved his sign. They Tomatoes. wanted to buy. And his tomatoes were like no different than anybody else. But because he made the sign, I love you from my head to to my toes. To my toes. That's, that is amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's so awesome. So interesting. It's so funny. We're talking about marketing and just the power of it. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you a perfect example. Um, how does this sound? Running a race in the freezing cold in the dead of winter. Ooh. Sounds awful, right? Yes. Wait till you hear the marketing twist. <laughs> I'll tell you about it in a minute. So Kevin brought up a great point with that guy at the farmer's market. I love you from my head to my toes for tomatoes. <laughs> and he sold and, out of um, his tomatoes. The best example of this I've ever seen with marketing, and my friend just ran this over the weekend, Okay, is, okay, when I tell you, hey, do you want to get up at like four o'clock in the morning on a Sunday morning and go stand around in the freezing cold <laughs> and then go for a, a nine mile run? Does that sound fun? And you're like, no, no Taylor, there's no way. All. Well... My friend does it because it's called the hot chocolate run. And Uh. at the end, you get all this cute swag with hot chocolate on it. You get a thermos of hot chocolate Mm. and people go crazy for it. But I have not been duped. I have never done the hot chocolate. I see through your scheme. Even though I love chocolate and I love running. Not not that one. Right. Kevin Avery, I have a bone to pick with you. Uh oh, what I do you know? You have created an issue, a problem in my life, and it's 100% all your fault. <laughs> I'll tell you what it is in just a minute. Okay. So, Kev, I've got a bone to pick with you. You have created some problems in my life. How? What? It's 100% all your fault. I blame you. You told me that the next time I go to the grocery store, I should try those everything but the bagel potato chips. Oh, yeah. They're so good. They, I never even normally buy potato chips at all. And you got those. And I got those. And? I can't stop eating them. <laughs> it's redonkulous. I, I told you. They they're are so, so good. good. That is like, you could eat the whole bag Usually in one Usually potato chips aren't even like my nemesis. Like, they don't cause right. me a whole lot of problems. <laughs> oh, no. These things are dangerous. I'll just have one Do more. Do not bring them into your home. You'll, I just. I'll I'll just have one more the entire bag. Uh, so, I mean, I still have some left, but let's just say there's like a fourth of a bag left and my husband had like two and I've had the rest. <laughs> so you're talking about those everything bagel potato chips you can't stop eating. Have you had the everything bagel cashews? Uh, they're not cashews. They're mixed nuts. And I've bought them for you before. Oh, okay. Yeah, as like a grease the, the wheels for having a good wait show a minute, kind wait of minute, gift. Wait a minute. <laughs> You bought them for me, but have you had them? Oh, yeah. They're, you did try them. I cannot keep them in my desk. <laughs> they are kryptonite, and I cannot have them around. And by the way, they sell the seasoning, too. Oh, yeah. And my friend Heidi taught me they taste really good on, believe it or not, 
scrambled eggs. Yes, that's what I was going to say. And salad. Really, any salad you like, any mm. tossed salad, sprinkle a little of that on top. It's a delicious salad. I don't all know. Of a everything bagel potato chip or everything bagel iceberg lettuce. <laughs> I'm going potato chip. <laughs> This is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. Hold on. The singers aren't ready. And go. Good news. You may already say your dad is your hero, but this is quite the extraordinary story. This dad saved his daughter's life several times. Here's what was going on. Steve and his daughter, they live in Arizona, and his 12-year-old daughter was just playing outside in the rain. You know how fun that is, splashing the puddles. When a huge storm blew through and she was struck by lightning, the strike shattered the necklace she was wearing and she passed out. Well, thank God, Steve served in Iraq and Afghanistan. He's got medical training from the Marines and he started chest compressions and revived her. But then she flatlined two more times. Mm. He just kept reviving his own daughter. He said, there's something about working on your own child that was so different than being at war. She is basically unscathed. She really owes her life to her father. I'm just a dad taking care of his daughter. What a story. Mm. I mean, Mm. she's gonna tell that for the rest of his life. The doctors were amazed. She's, she was in a, she had a couple little burns. And what's wild is she was playing with another friend who was right next to her. She was fine. No kidding. And dad was about 30 feet away. He obviously was fine too. Wow. Who pays for your teenager's clothes? Coming up, how would you react if your son or daughter did this? Who pays for your teenager's clothes? Is it a combo? (laughs) Maybe they've got a part-time job, and if they want those designer jeans, you pay half. How would you react if your son or daughter did this? Hollister, you know, they also own Abercrombie. They let teens send their online carts to their parents for payment. (laughs) It's called share to pay. And right now teens load up their online carts, but they don't have a way to pay for them. So they click close and and Abercrombie Hollister is like, look at how many millions of dollars we're losing every year because we don't check out. So how about kids? You send the cart to mom and dad. Mm. And there's uh, Amazon has something similar. It's called Amazon Teen. It sends a text or an email to mom and dad who can then decide if they want to complete the purchase or not. Mm. And I, you, I could have never gotten away know, with that when I was a kid. You know, kids are doing it like um, like you would with your, uh, what do they call it? A uh, bridal registry or shower, right? You'd put stuff in there and you'd be like, no one's going to buy this, but why not? We'll throw it in there. Well, maybe somebody will buy it. How many teens are doing that with stuff? With their parents. Right. And if they're suddenly going, hey, mom, how was your day? Right. You know right. something's wrong. Right. There's Mem- there's more to the story than just them being in a good mood. <laughs> this would be fun to talk about. Do you have tweens or teens? Who's who's footing the bill for their, their fashionista tendencies? Would love to hear from you, mom and dad. So when it comes to clothes for your kids... Who's footing the bill? Boy, when they start to get their own fashion sense, that can be an expensive proposition. (laughs) (laughs) We'd love to hear what's going on with you and your family. Hey, Jenna, it's Kevin and Taylor. So how about in your family, who's responsible for buying your teenager's clothes or is it a joint effort? My daughter has Gucci taste and we live on a target budget. Um, respected her on some levels and she's learned the fine art of consignment. We've also bought stuff on um, Facebook Marketplace. 
Mm. And oh, cool. he's starting to see the value of buying something that's gently used that's still the style that she likes. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. My niece, Laura, has discovered um, consignment and thrifting, and she wore the most beautiful prom dress. She got it for 13 bucks. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I've got a website for your uh, for your daughter. It's called Poshmark, and I don't get any money or any credit. I wish I did for recommending it to people. But, yeah, it's where if she likes like the Gucci and the designer stuff, you can find a lot of stuff on there that's gently used and super cheap. We're talking about uh, who foots the bill for your kids' clothes when they're teens and tweens. Is it is it you? Is it them? Do you share it? Um, I have to admit, my wife and I, we both have a problem when it comes to buying clothes for our youngest daughter, April. Now, April um, April can wear anything. April, she's about, I don't know, five, six, I guess, and like 100 pounds. I mean, Looks she like just, a model. She, yes, mm-hmm. she has that build that she can wear everything and anything. And for Tracy, it's a lot of, it's almost like Tracy has a baby doll. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's what it's like. She'll see stuff like we just went on vacation, right? And we did a little shopping and we were in a one of those, one of those malls you go through just to look at stuff and be like, wow, people really spend this much money on clothes, that type of place. And she saw something in the window and she goes, oh my gosh, April would look so good in that. And I just went, no, <laughs> no. No, that that one pair of pants costs more than like everything in my closet. We are not going into a vacation mode buying and b just crazy buying for April because she can wear it. Right? I mean, she looks great and everything. So that's our problem. And I bought her a pair of jeans online last night. I'm a good dad, right? Right? Taylor, if you could join any band for one day, only one day, you remember, you're performing, you're you're on stage, you're doing the whole I've deal. I've got all the skills. All, well, maybe not, but you can join this <laughs> band for one day. Who would it be? Who do you Did say? Did you already decide? I know who I'm going to say, yeah, but who would you join? What oh, band would you this join? This is such a hard, uh, there's so many, I'm trying to think who would be the most fun to be in front of their audience. Um, <laughs> you're all about um, the audience then, not about the band itself. Because, well, <laughs> everything, you're soaking it all in. Okay. So I think, and this would like, I only if you could project the look, the dancing ability, and the voice. Okay. I think it'd be so cool to go on tour with Sting and be one of the his backup singers. Ooh, that'd be cool. That'd be would fun. That'd be fun. What yeah. a night that would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'll tell you who mine is in a minute. All right, so we're talking about if you could join any band for one day, what band would it be? Who do you think I would say? What band do you think I would say? Oh, it's got to be, um, there's some that you follow all over the country. Um, nope, not one of them. Oh, it's not? Nope. It's not one of the bands? Okay. Is it someone on high repeat that you listen to a lot? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a band. Everybody would be familiar with these guys. I'll tell you who it is next. Okay, we're talking about if you could join a band for one day, one day only, and you're full, you're a full fledged member. You are on stage. You're doing the whole deal. I chose Earth, Wind, and Fire. Wouldn't oh, that be, be awesome? <laughs> Wearing the costume, yeah. like the, the sequin jumpsuit with the platform shoes, do all the fancy yeah. dance moves. Our I, actually, it's so funny. Our coworker Cynthia, yeah, her husband T basically is like that every weekend. He's in a band. And he performs, and I got to see him perform at a wedding recently. No kidding. He is phenomenal. <laughs> so, yeah, you need to just ask T if can you could go in? out with him one weekend. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I just tricked my wife into responding to a text. Oh. And 
I want to share this because I think this might help other people. You're like, why isn't so-and-so texting me back? Tell you what I did to get a response from her next. Okay, I'm so confused. You had to trick your wife into responding to a text. Does she not respond very quickly to you? Usually I'll text her during the show, just like a little love note or something. And she usually responds right back. If she doesn't, I always think, I did something wrong. I'm in trouble. I'm in the (laughs) doghouse. That's where you automatically go? Oh, totally. (laughs) I can't tell you how many times she hasn't responded. And I've I've texted her, what did I do? Whatever I did wrong, I'm sorry. (laughs) So... All right, so hang in there. This this is how I got her to text back. Okay. You know, we have four kids, and our daughter, Amber, lives in another city now. Yeah. So after her not responding, I mean, it's been a couple hours have gone by, so I texted her, did you see that text from Amber? What do you think? She responded back in like 15 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) She put, why? I didn't see a text. What's wrong? I put, nothing. I was just tricking you into responding back to Oh, that's hysterical. (laughs) That is so funny. So uh, that's a hashtag marriage pro tip. (laughs) (laughs) So Kevin recommended I text his daughter Amber the other day. I ordered the wrong size shoe. Oh, right. And I thought the shoes would would fit her and she might like them. So I took a picture of these cute Chelsea boots. I went a a half size too big and I'm sliding around in them. I've already worn them several times. so I can't return them. Um, And you're like, yeah, text my daughter. I bet you she would love those. And I... Sent her a picture of my cute boot and everything, mm-hmm. and she has still not responded. <laughs> <laughs> typical, typical, yeah. So nothing, not a heart, not a let me think about it. I uh, give that, them to my dad, I'll try them on, nothing. I think that means it's a no. <laughs> <laughs> They're so in right now, though. I guess the whole idea of it having belonged to her, her godmother is just like, wah, wah. Maybe, right. <laughs> So we, we've all had the experience of either seeing a video of a delivery driver leaving packages somewhere they shouldn't, or maybe it's even happened to you. For us, packages, they always put them on our front porch. That's where they are. Well, this morning, I'm walking out to my car, and I see my son's car's in the driveway, and there, there's something big on his windshield. Like, what the heck is that? So I walk up, and it's dark, so I put my flashlight on my phone. I'm looking, and it it's Amazon packages. Big, On the big ones. roof of the car. The hood of the car. Yeah, like covering the covering the windshield. And huh. I, I was just scratching my head like, why, why? It's only like five, ten steps to our front porch. Why would you leave them of all places on the windshield That's of a car? That's bizarre. We get packages. Figure Cannot um, figure it out. They'll leave them, instead of coming to the front door, they'll leave them... Around by the garage, which is a lot less walking, and they'll put it right where the tire would back up over it. No kidding. And we don't go out that way. We go through the garage to get to our car. So unless you're lucky enough to open the garage door and walk around and see yeah, the package, yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll just you'll, you'll drive crush right over whatever it. it is. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Think about this for a minute. Who in your life is the biggest overcomer? Coming up, check out what this young woman accomplished. Who in your life would you say? is the biggest overcomer. Hmm. Allison is a 17-year-old from Dallas, and she was already dealing with autism when she was diagnosed with epilepsy. Well, her parents got her a service dog, Bailey, 
who could alert her when an episode was coming. Okay. And she ended up do- fulfilling one of her dreams. I have epilepsy. I have a service dog. They would never like a disabled girl on stage. But they didn't let my disability change how they saw me. She competed in a beauty pageant. Aww. It was so last minute she bought her dress th- dresses three days before the pageant. Huh. And she ended up being crowned Miss Dallas Teen USA. No kidding. And she was her her loyal service dog, Brady, was right by her side. And they even put a little tiny crown on him. So she had the tiara. He had the crown. He shook it off right away. Of course. So we're going to swap stories about overcomers in our lives. Who do you know that's over? Maybe it's you. We'd love to hear from you, too, if it's you. But people that overcome stuff, it seems like insurmountable. Or there's just, maybe it's not one insurmountable thing, but a series of just one thing after another after number. But they keep on persisting. Who is that in your life? It's Kevin and Taylor. My name is Mary, and I love you guys. Aww. My sister-in-law in Cincinnati, she is to be honored. She's been battling all types of cancer uh, for the last 20-some years, but she keeps on going. She takes care of her kids, her mother. Wow. She went to MD, MD Anderson. She had the stem cell, and she just keeps keeps right on going. Never mm. given and up. That is awesome. She must inspire you a ton. She has inspired me because I'm a breast cancer survivor from four cancers, but mm. she's had wow. every cancer you can name. And like I said, her daughter uh, gave her the stem cell down at MD Anderson. And it's just, her life has just really been amazing and encouraging. Wow. So that's what I wanted to tell you That guys. is awesome. But thanks I for taking, uh, thanks. Love you right back. And thanks for honoring your sister today. You sound like a big oh, okay. overcomer so, yourself. So maybe she'll end yeah, up calling I about am. you. <laughs> but I'm so glad I'm able to get up and to listen to you guys because I love this station and I love you all. You all are so inspiring yourself. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. We're talking about overcomers. Molly, how old are you? I'm 11. And you're an overcomer. Tell us what you've done. Well, I was diagnosed with um, dyslexia and anxiety at a very young age. And And how are things going now, now that you're 11? They're going really good. I am on my school's Reading Bowl team, and I have overcome all of my meltdowns, and I'm doing a lot better. That is awesome, Molly. Way to go. Your parents must be so proud of you. Yes, they are. Great having family having your back like that. Thanks for calling, Molly. I love y'all guys. Oh, we love you right back. Love you. Take care.